0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, February 14th. And it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Will you all be my Valentine? i I would be so great. All right, maybe down maybe you have some other Valentines. Uh, it is a day that um, is like any other for us, meaning that we are here taking your financial questions. If you've got one, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, fill out the form. And if you want to come on the program live, just make sure you check that little box. That is what Bobby did. Bobby is on the line from Florida. So what's going on? What, what brings you to us?
1: Well, I ran into a previous business associate who encouraged me to come in and speak with him about my portfolio and my position situation. And he wanted to do a blueprint with me Mm -hmm. and it sounded great. He assured me he could save me some tax money. And so I was pretty excited to go in and visit with him. When I did, and I laid out my situation, it ended up being a pretty hard sales pitch to move my portfolio over onto under his management, mm-hmm. and um, and then a hard sales pitch for a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars annuity. Ooh, which I've I've never thought I needed an annuity, so I thought, well, who can I turn to? But you two,
0: Aunt Jill, and and cousin Mark, you know. So, Bobby, how old are you?
1: I'm sixty years old. Uh, okay. I'm single. I have no kids. Mm-hmm. I'm retired. Two and a half years retired from a thirty-plus year career. You could call it a, with all due respect, a forced money reset. Mm-hmm. Um, when COVID hit, um, my company reorganized and reorganized my position out out of the chart.
0: Okay. So, so, how has the last two and a half years been for you?
1: It's been a little bit challenging emotionally, finding mm-hmm. my sense of purpose, but at the same time loving the fact that I don't have any appointments. I can do what I want when I want to. But um, if something passed my way, I'd probably jump on it. But But you're not not
0: actively seeking employment right now. It's sort of like, yeah, I would do it, but like kind of like that.
1: That's correct. I have my real estate license also. So Mm -hmm. I've been able to make ends meet through some real estate transactions that I've had. And that's been a blessing.
0: How much do you make from from that? Just uh, you know, baseline. Not not like I will hold you to it, but like if I had to say sure. how much uh, how much can you earn from real estate over the next few years? What's the number?
1: Um, roughly about twenty five to thirty thousand.
0: Okay, great. Right now, are you um able to? Do you have a pension from the old place or not?
1: I don't. I have. Uh, I've been living off of savings, and I have a four hundred one k.
0: Um, mm-hmm. That
1: I haven't yet had to withdraw withdraw from, okay. um, but those days are fastly approaching. I think.
0: How much is um, left in your savings right now?
1: In my savings, I have approximately, um, probably about a hundred thousand.
0: And that's just we're talking. When we say savings, I'm, you're talking real savings. Not like it's not invested. It's really a uh, just a, a cash account, essentially.
1: Uh, I have a cash account. I have about $20,000 in the bank. Mm-hmm. I have um, what I call my emergency fund. I have my former employer provided an opportunity for us to buy notes. They're currently paying 4%. And I have about $55,000 there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have 20000 in I-bonds. I have a $33,000 annuity that I bought in 97 when I didn't know what I was doing. I have uh, $6,000 in CDs. Okay. And so that's kind of my cash position.
0: The annuity, tell me a little bit about that annuity. So it's an old annuity. Is it a fixed annuity or is it a variable annuity?
1: It's a variable annuity. Okay. And honestly, I took a whole life insurance policy in 97 that had about $7,800 into it. I gave it to an annuity salesperson. And I haven't touched it since.
0: Okay. So, and so that's good because that means that, I mean, there's tax that's going to be due on it, but you can access this money. You're over 59 and a half. So if we had to pull the money out, we could, it would just be a tax hit, right? So it would just be the difference between that, whatever you put in plus the accumulation is your tax hit. So tell us about the, so those are like sort of the accessible funds. What about your retirement accounts?
1: Yes, I have uh, 1.2 million in my 401k. Mm-hmm. I have um, $340,000 in my Roth 401k, mm-hmm. and I've kept those funds with my former employer. They, they're with Vanguard, and so Good. I've kept them. Uh, the, lo- the low fees are incredible. Great. Additionally, I have a Roth IRA that's $315,000. I have some brokerage accounts that are kind of my play money. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, 38000 with Fidelity, twenty eight with Vanguard. And fifty with TD Ameritrade.
0: All right, can we just talk about those for a second? The brokerage accounts that when you say sort of your fun money account, or already, I mean, it's like there's a hundred and something thousand dollars in there, so that's a lot of fun. What is the investment? of Those individual stocks? What have you done with those accounts?
1: I've done mostly individual stocks, and mm-hmm. they're they're old um mm-hmm. again when i was i think the best way to learn how to do things is to put your feet in the fire and yeah. so i invested a little bit um and i really had a buy and hold mentality so some of them are with some pretty pretty good stock positions of google and and apple mm-hmm. um some of those also two of them have large cash cash positions oh like fidelity of the 38019 is cash Okay, and and Vanguard of the twenty eight thousand fifteen is cash.
0: Okay, and what was the third account you said? It was TD
1: Ameritrade.
0: TDA. Okay, and that's fifty. Okay, so are there any losses in those accounts? Not right now. Um, oh, good for you. That's great. That's fine. Look, I'm I'm sort of looking at also the tax planning aspect of this because you know if right now you looked at your earnings. In a given year, I know you you might have some interest and income, et cetera. But like, I think right now you're in the zero percent long term capital gains rate category because you're single, right? Mm-hmm, that's correct. If you were to sell some of those things for a gain, if you make up to forty four thousand six hundred twenty five dollars, you pay zero percent capital gains. So it might be worth it to kind of harvest some of those gains to free up the cash and pay zero percent. Tax on it. Because obviously, when you start pulling money out of your traditional account, you're going to have tax due. And when you start, when you claim Social Security, you will have tax that's due. And I have a sneaking suspicion that you're going to pop into the 15% long term capital gains bracket. So it might be worth it to take some of that money and get it out, pay the 0%, even just trimming some of the position. It doesn't have to be everything. And even free up a little bit more cash.
1: Mm-hmm. That That is um, that is something that I also wanted to talk to you about. I am hell-bent, if I may, on getting some money out of my 401k and rolled over to my Roth IRA when I am in such a low, low tax bracket. And mm-hmm. that's why I've positioned some of these brokerage accounts to have the cash so I can pay the taxes. Mm-hmm. In 2022, mm-hmm. I rolled over uh, 70000 from my 401k to my Roth IRA.
0: So what's interesting about that is if you're going to do that, then that would mean that your long-term capital gains rate is actually 15%, not zero. So I just want to make sure I, so that's good that you told me that. How much money do you think you need to live on
1: I think I can live on approximately forty five hundred dollars a month while I still have my mortgage, but that will be done at the end of the year. Oh, wait a second! Tell me about the house. Okay, it's a house. Um, it's worth about uh, three hundred eighty five thousand dollars. Okay, um, in twenty thirteen, I took out a fifteen year mortgage. It's before I found you, Jill. Okay. I took out a fifteen year mortgage for two point three quarter two and seven
0: two point
1: seven five. Hmm. Um, I have paid ahead a little bit on it. My goal was to have the house paid for before I retired, but my retirement came up a little bit fast for me. Mm-hmm. I still owe, I owe less than 10000 on it right now. Oh
0: my God, that's so funny. Okay, so that's done at the end of this year. So let's, let's get me to, get me to next year and tell me what your monthly spend ends up being.
1: Comfortably $4,000.
0: Okay. And what is your um, uh, social security estimate at your full retirement age?
1: Oh, um, 3,600. Okay. I'm guessing at that because my plan really is to, re- to pull it when I'm 70. And All right. And at that point, it will be 4,000.
0: Oh, isn't that nice symmetry? Because, you know, 4,000, 4,000. <laughs> so what you're hoping to do is between in the next 10 years, float your $4,000 a month, right? Do it yourself. Some combination of real estate, savings, brokerage. And then obviously once this 10 year period is up, you are golden. You really are. Number one, I think you have plenty of money. I think you can do this. This is very, this is, you know, even if you said, gosh, you know, of the, of the $4,000 a month, I can kind of grab $2,000 $2,000 a month just from real estate for a few years, maybe not forever. So let's pretend that you have some of that money, but that you really need to f- spend 50 grand a year for the next 10 years. Okay. You can do that. You can totally do that. You have the, the ability to do that. The thing that's hard for someone like you is you've never done it. <laughs> Meaning you're right. You've never had to spend down your money. Okay. So for me, the, you know, I wouldn't go so crazy with the conversions. I really wouldn't. And the reason is that I think you need to keep your cash on hand to be able to actually live this next 10 years. And I mean, I think that you could essentially, you can use some of the cash on hand, instead of converting the money, maybe just pull the money out of retirement and use that to live on. Out of that that pre-tax 401k with $1.2 million, if you just said, well, let me pull 60 grand out, pay the tax that's due and use that to supplement, that's fine with me. If you did that every year for the next 10 years, then your minimum required distribution will go down automatically.
1: Yeah, You know what I'm saying? I see it. And mm-hmm, then, mm-hmm. and then all
0: of a sudden, I don't have to soak up all that that cash that you have right now. And you do it in that way. It's this. It's really doing the same thing. You're paying the tax that's due. No, it is not turning into a Roth asset. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You're going to have plenty of money. You have six hundred and fifty grand in Roth assets right now. That's fine. But if you t- if that retirement account was cut in half over the next ten years, if it went from one point two to to six, right? And then you're done. And you know what? Your required minimum distributions will not start till you're 75. Now to the original question, who is such a friend who would do such a great favor to you to sell you an annuity?
1: I lost a lot of faith in him. I I used to buy disability insurance from him 25 years ago before my company offered it. And I trusted him. And, um, and I told him when he did a follow-up email, you know, when are we going to meet again? And I said, listen, I said, this was just a hard sell on an annuity. I've never felt like I needed one, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe I wasn't seeing something.
0: This reminds me of the great Bob Mankoff New Yorker calendar. It's a businessman in a suit and he's pointing to a calendar on the desk. And obviously someone like your friend who's saying like, when are we going to meet again? He points to the calendar and he goes, how about never? Does never work for you?
1: I like
0: that. (laughs) How about never? Does that work for you? Um, You can elegantly, if you would like to preserve your relationship, say, I am not going to do this. Thank you so much for your time. Goodbye. This guy works for an insurance company. You know, when the only tool or tools in your toolkit are insurance products, then every single problem in the financial world can only be solved with an insurance product let's chalk it up to that's the way he was trained and not that he's a bad person. Some combination of pulling money out of your 401k, dribbling out some of the money from the annuity will get you where you need to go. Don't freak out. You are going to spend that down. It's okay. You're still going to have 650 grand or more in 10 years. And you're going to be able to do this. You just have to give yourself permission to actually Decumulate, meaning you get to take the money out that you work so hard to save,
1: and and that is very hard for a voracious saver. I've heard you tell other listeners and callers the same thing, and I, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you can do it, Bobby. You can do it, but it's difficult. <laughs> it really I is. I
0: I can't imagine that that you know like the suddenness of losing this anchoring thing called a job, which helps us define ourselves, especially when you're in professional world and, you know, you sort of wear that hat proudly, that that really is like a sucker punch. And then the next level is, as you said, you know, sort of like getting used to this. And then the final level is like, oh, wait, so I get to spend money now. I don't just have to save it. That's huge. That really is a huge change for you. And I think you're going to be happy that you give yourself permission to do it. You should enjoy it. Come on! Well, thank you.
1: And if you want permission from Jill,
0: yeah, you have Jill's permission. Mark, can you also grant permission, please? Permission granted. And I was going to say, even if you don't want to work, you don't have to work. (laughs) I know. I was going to say the same thing, but there's no way that she would let herself do that. Like, really, I mean, you should do it because it's, um, you should do it because like it's fun and it kind of keeps you feeling like engaged. That's cool. Don't feel like, oh my God, I've got to sell a house this month or else I'm going to... No, because even if you didn't have that money, it would be okay.
1: All right? Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm more I'm more inclined if I go back, it's got to be a right fit culturally. It's got to be for the right reasons. Oh, it yeah. It really does. I have a couple more quick questions if I could. Do it. Um, long-term care insurance. No, continue. Been, no? <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten up to about 2000 a year. I've been um, purchasing it probably for 10 years. Um, I, I think I heard you say an analogy once. It's kind of like you bought car insurance. You didn't need it. Okay, let it go. Do you think, in your opinions, that I need long-term care insurance?
0: Well, the thing that you would have long-term care insurance for would be to make sure you didn't plow through all of your money if you needed care. Okay. Now I don't think two grand a year is all that expensive. I don't know what kind of policy you have. So if you want to keep it, it's fine with me, but I'm not sure who, for whom you are preserving your portfolio. You don't, right. I mean, unless you're just like, you know what, I just don't want to think about it. And for two grand a year, that's peace of mind. That's fine. I'd keep it for now.
1: And you can reassess. I do have a couple uh, some nieces and nephews that are my heartbeats. So it'd be fun to give them a little bit of coin when I, when I, yeah. pushing up daisies. So. Do you have
0: did, pushing up daisies? You're funny. Do you have um beneficiaries on all these ac- accounts like are the nieces and nephews the beneficiaries on these accounts?
1: I have beneficiaries, but it is my trust and as I read more and more I'm finding out that that's not the best nah. best way to go from a tax perspective.
0: It's not because the kids will be in a lower bracket I bet than the trust. So right now in the trust are the brokerage assets and what else is in the trust?
1: Everything is in the trust. My house is in the trust. My car is in the trust. The trust is everything. Everything is in my trust.
0: I mean, it's a, it's okay. It's a way to kind of... Um, it is a way to distribute assets in line with exactly how you want them distributed. But retirement assets, when you're going to have something passed by contract, a retirement asset, a life insurance policy, an individual is better than a trust. So change those bennies. I will. And, thank you. Um, so trust... Uh, you got the estate tax. What else? Anything else?
1: Um, I have a health savings account. Oh, it has nice. About, um, it has about $80,000 in it. Oh, holding uh, 56, back. 56000 <laughs> 56, is in cash. And I'm thinking I need to get that into the market. Should I dollar cost average it or should I leave it in cash? Do you have um, any, until- um,
0: any health care needs in the coming future? you have like a, a knee replacement or anything like that coming up?
1: Oh, I am an aging athlete. So that would be nice. But I don't have any plans for that immediately. No, I have a house remodel plan coming up, which I have a a $50,000 inheritance that I've already allocated that to. So I'd like to remodel some parts of my house.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. I would, I would dollar cost average the HSA. I mean, it's fine. Leave yourself a little bit of cash just for whatever comes up, you know, not unreimbursed. How are you getting your health insurance right now? Are you doing through the exchange?
1: I am doing it through the exchange, yes. Okay. And yeah. I pay 365 a month. I get a 445 subsidy, but when I withdraw from my 401k, that might alter that. I might yeah. lose my subsidy.
0: Uh, you can afford it. Okay. <laughs> you can afford it. It's only for five years. I feel uh, good that's about true. this. I feel very good. You've got a good game plan here, very responsibly created, and go execute and spend some money, will you?
1: I will. I can't thank you both enough. I, you are like my daily coffee. I listen to you every morning. You've done so much for the consumer. We're all out here trying to navigate this wild west of financial world, the financial world. And, um, you just help so many people. I truly appreciate your time.
0: Oh, well, we appreciate you and we wish you the best of luck. Stay in touch. Tell us when you make a big purchase. It'll be like this freeing experience. You can just send us like the receipt. Look, I just spent $1,000 on something crazy, like a new something on your house. Whatever. Just have some fun, okay? You would deserve it. Thank you very much. Oh, it's our pleasure. If you, like Bobby, would like to get a little bit of a know like a course uh, analysis and also an opinion on whether you've gotten a hard sales pitch or a soft one we would love to help you out all you need to do is go to JillonMoney.com, click the contact us button let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air while you're on the website please sign up for the free weekly newsletter and buy my book come on you schnores, buy a book will you that's like my guilt-ridden one you can do it at any of your favorite places to buy books. The Great Money Reset is available. Go get it right now. All right. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work. Change your wealth. Change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity, forming strong teams to support them. Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students.